Welcome to the Washington Hoop Scene Podcast, presented by Sniper Media Group. We are the scene for all things Washington boys and girls basketball. Recruitment updates, player and coach interviews, and where players' voices are heard. Without further ado, lights, camera, action, let's cut to the scene. Welcome back to episode number three of the Washington Hoop Scene Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Brill, and we have a great episode in store for you today. As always, we start off every show showing some love to the kids out there, and today the sniper spotlight is on Trey Blassingame, 6'5", shooting guard from Auburn High School in the class of 2022. He recently received his first offer from Washington State University. Trey is a key contributor for the young and extremely talented Auburn High School team who will face Sunrise Christian in the KD Invitational next year. Trey is a lanky sharpshooter who can score from every level. When you watch the sophomore play, he has so much potential and upside. Sky's the limit for this kid. And our second sniper spotlight goes to Marjan Bochamp at Dream City Christian in Arizona and former Rainier Beach Hooper. He's a four-star recruit who is ranked 47th in the country for ESPN for the class of 2020. The 6'6 wing will be bypassing college and attending the Chameleon BX training program to prepare for the 2021 NBA draft. Really talented players, and we'll certainly be hearing more about them down the line. During every offseason, there are rumors swirling around the scene of kids transferring to a new school to team up with friends and create an AAU-type high school experience, or sometimes it's about a kid leaving to explore the prep school route. There are many reasons why prep school can benefit a kid. Some would say it'll open up new opportunities for recruitment or a higher level of competition. But there are also some who argue that this is bad for the game and that it dilutes the talent pool, or that they can get better right here in their own backyard where they have a support system. Here to discuss this topic with us is recruiting expert Nars Martinez. We also have head coach of Nathan Hale and 16U Seattle Rotary, Coach Don Brooks. How are you guys doing today? Doing good. Thanks for having me again. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me as well. Perfect. So let's let's start with you, Nars. What, what is your take? What are some of your thoughts around uh, going this, this prep route? Well, I have a ton of thoughts and I have uh, some real close personal experiences with the prep school scene. You know, I know the the coaches over at IMG. I know the coaches over at Montverde Academy and I'm spoken with other coaches at other prep schools. Uh, you know, it's definitely a it's a big deal. I think that school is not for everybody, first and foremost. So I definitely err on the side of supporting prep schools and what they have to offer. But I do think that there, there needs to be some understanding that it isn't for everybody. And uh, it's, it's a totally different deal than your typical high school. Coach Brooks, what about you? I support prep schools 100%. Uh, I actually got my coaching start at a prep school uh, in Dallas, Texas. And so I, I have a unique understanding of, how prep works compared to an average parent out out there. Yeah, and so one of the reasons why we're bringing up this question today is that we've seen in a recent week some of our top-ranked girls have been transferring to play for powerhouse schools in other states. Uh, with still a lot of good talent around the state, do you think this is a pattern that we're going to see more of? What do you think, Nars? Yeah, I would definitely say so. And it's funny. There was a high school coach that actually had sent out a tweet that these girls – shouldn't be leaving the regular high schools that the other high schools aren't better opportunities. They're not going to be able to lead by example, and they're going to just get lost in the shuffle, which I think is not the route that we need to go about with uh, 
supporting girls or boys for that matter, because the fact of the matter is our job is to support these kids first and foremost, whatever it is that they want to do. And the, the real deal is that we're going to have to start getting used to this. Uh, Coach Brooks knows this first firsthand that prep school is it's a trend and it's a trend that we're way behind here in the state of Washington, but we're starting to catch up and we've been having boys over the years. You look at uh, Avery Bradley, Marjan Beauchamp, uh, PJ Fuller. We, we've had a lot of guys that have gone on uh, to the prep schools and it's something that is now starting to trickle into the girls game and with the way that the professionalism of youth sports and how competitive it's starting to get, we're going to start seeing more and more of this, no doubt in my mind. Okay, Co- Coach Brooks, what's your take? I agree 100% with Nars. You can even go further back to Isaiah Thomas going to South King, uh in 08. Right. Uh, you can probably go even further back than, than that. Uh, and say, say Jawan Odom uh, going down to play to go down to play in Texas so this is something that's been going on all over the country uh, but we're uh, severely behind in the Northwest region uh, and for me I, I just understand that scholastic basketball is not elite basketball because that's not the principle for it that's not what it was made for uh, and when kids have the opportunity to go to prep, now they go from playing scholastic where there's so many rules and so many manageable intangibles to where, hey, now they can play an open schedule and they can travel. And now these kids, they even have condensed academic days to give them more time for training and development. And that's critical when you're talking about trying to pursue dreams of and aspirations of being an NBA and pro player. Uh, no doubt about that. And I'll, and I'll piggyback off of Coach Brooks. When you look at uh, a prep school like Oak Hill, which is in Virginia, since 1980, they've had 29 NBA draft picks. To go even further than that, they've had 193 players go to the Division I level in the same time frame. And even a step further, when you talk about team success, they've won nine national titles. So these, these kids that are, that are attending these schools, they're, they're in an elite group, and they're seeing a ton of individual success. They're going on and giving themselves better opportunities to, to get a free education. The, the rate is, is obvious. It's way higher rate than, than our best public schools in Washington or Oregon. And then you look at how their teams are doing as well. They're having higher levels of success. Coach Brooks, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think Nathan Hales maybe the only team that's ever won a national title, and they didn't play in the in the in the Dicks national championship. Am I correct? That's you're you're 100 correct. Uh, they won nine at Oak Hill. <laughs> they won nine, and 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 it's an, it's impressive when you say to the fact of just what you just said that you could probably combine three or four of the best schools that we have here and it would not have those numbers. Uh, But again, that is at an elite level. And when I say elite level, I mean, uh, it's understandably that you're elite, that you're an elite player. 
it's understood that it's not something that you're placing on yourself or parents place. It's understood. Hey, I'm an elite player and I'm going to play against elite competition that's going to help me further my dream. And I, I, I completely understand that overseas kids can go play pro at 16. And, and in America, when a kid turns 15, 16, he can go, he can go, he can go bet on himself and go play prep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Co- Coach and, and one one more thing, uh, Brill, I got for you uh, is another one based in Florida. They've sent 90 kids to college since 2012. That's over 11 student athletes getting a free education each year. To me, that's winning that, because yeah. that's that's what it's all about. And that doesn't include you talk about 23 active pros, several top three picks in the NBA. And Coach Kevin Boyle at Montverde has won four national titles in the last in the last eight years, and really it's five if you include this year because the the national championships were closed down. But many people consider this year's Montverde team to be the best ever. And uh, um, you you may uh, ask about the academics piece, but I have I have opinions on that as well, and I'm sure Coach Brooks does too. Let's jump into that. So, so Coach Brooks, and maybe we can talk about the basketball as well as the academics, but you're somebody who's had the opportunity to coach both for a prep school as well as a public state school. Can you talk about some of the major differences from your uh, point of view? Uh, I would say structure. Structure for sure. Uh, in, 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 in Washington State and in Seattle public schools, there is great structure there to create to to be able to create parity between the programs and be able to really help the programs uh stay afloat as a as a league level and in a group level at a prep school it's a different mindset it's a hey we're we're an individual entity so we're trying to place or place value on showcasing and highlighting everyone coming out of our program Great point, Coach. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back to continue discussing the topic. At this time, we would like to remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Sniper Media Group. They specialize in sports-related content and individual player branding. Anything from player highlights to team photo shoots to documentaries. We are here to give the players a voice. Tell your story, young blood. And we're back with the Washington Hoop Scene podcast with Nars Martinez and Coach Don Brooks. We're discussing the pros and cons of athletes transferring from public schools to prep schools. And the next question I wanted to ask was, what are some of the things that could be done to keep our talent right here in Washington? One of the first things that I look at is the rules that are currently in place for high school teams in Washington. So the WIAA, uh, they're, they're obviously they're not about exposure recruitment you never hear those types of things come from the wia necessarily it's more so about uh, sportsmanship right there's a bit there's a big difference there these kids these kids are trying to play at the highest level possible and so i think that things have to change as far as the rules where teams are are, are trying to barely squeeze in to play in one maybe two national events or showcases per year like like nathan hale nathan uh, coach brooks and his nathan hale squad is playing in the kevin durant showcase in, in december which is in seattle but are you guys playing in any other 
showcases or, or national things, Coach Brooks? We're, we're playing also in the Hoop Salem Showcase down uh, at the Hoop in Oregon. Got it. Against, uh, against, against Oregon Powerhouse Westview High School. There you go. So that's two events. You look at a place like Montverde, Oak Hill, IMG, or schools like that that don't have the restrictive rules as far as how many non-league games they can play. They're, they're essentially just independent schools that play independent schedules. They're able to play in, in 10 to 12, 15 of those things. You're going to gain a lot more exposure. So, therefore, the rules as they are right now are just are too restrictive. And then you talk about transfer rules to go to a prep school. You can transfer in midway through the season and go in and play if you want to. You cannot do that here. <laughs> so, yeah. And as well here, just like you said on the academic piece, um, what people have to, what people still don't understand here is Michael Porter, he was a kid, he took one class at Nathan Hale. The rest of his classes yep. were done at home. He was done by 12. He was, he was training by one o'clock every day. He was actually on a pro schedule already in high school. So of course he has an advantage. And now kids going to these elite basketball academies across the country, they're, they're gaining that advantage. And now they're pulling even further ahead of the kids that are going to school six to seven hours a day that are spending, that are spending three, three of those hours in the lunchroom doing PE, hanging out in the hallway, <laughs> walk, walking from bathroom to classroom. And, and to, to go right along with that, another piece, because, uh, Brill, I know you brought up the academics and, and we kind of glossed over it a little bit, but to, to piggyback off of what Coach Brooks said, when we're talking about a condensed schedule, it doesn't mean that school is easier or they're doing less work. It's like, like Coach Brooks said, they're just cutting out all of the extra stuff that isn't, you know, like if you walk into a high school in a one-hour class period, the teacher usually spends at least 15 to 20 minutes just telling kids to be quiet or stop goofing off. When you go to these academies, there's no such thing as that. You're strictly there. You get your work done because you're around like-minded people. You're there to get your work done. There's no goof-offs because if you're one of those goof-offs, they're just going to kick you out, and there's 100 more kids that are lining up just eager to take your position. So the academics are actually more serious. Yeah, as, as a middle school teacher, I definitely relate to that last uh, line of reasoning. Um, let, let me jump in with another question. Uh, so, Nars, you talked a little bit about this idea of exposure. What difference does the media play, right? So you, you look at uh, a state like California and the amount of media attention that these athletes are getting. How does that compare to kind of where we're at at Washington? Oh, we're behind. And shout out to Coach Brooks. I'm sure he'll, he'll talk about his, his new scouting service that he just started up. And obviously I work with Prep Hoops and PrepGrillsHoops.com. But even this past WIA state tournament, I was denied access to, to the media tables for the state for the state boys and girls tournaments. And when you look at uh, some of these other schools that are constantly getting exposure and we're denying our kids opportunities of all different levels from a media and exposure standpoint at our own state tournaments, it's problematic. And it's not in favor of what most, a large majority of the coaches, kids, and parents want. So what's this really about? 
And I think, and I think, Nars, as you say that, you've already said what it's about. It's scholastic. It's about sportsmanship. It's about character. Mm-hmm. It's about leadership. It's about the qualities that create communities and bring communities and families together. And that's awesome. Uh, those are awesome right. things. But if you're talking about playing competitively, elite level basketball, uh, some of those things, they part way for some of the things that propel kids uh, to that level of status. And as a result, kids are going to continue to leave. All right, Coach. Um, Nars mentioned that you have a new uh, recruiting service, the uh, Brooks Scouting Report, and we wanted to hear a little bit more about that. So what's going on with the Brooks Scouting Report? Uh, with the Brooks Scouting Report, uh, one of my main goals uh, is to connect high school coaches to college coaches. Uh, I think that's an area uh, that will help uh, so many different avenues. I think I think by doing that, we're, we start with just the basics. I mean, I, I plan to try to help connect all the local high school coaches to their local NWAC colleges and help and hopefully create a net so that even if kids fall through the cracks, they'll land in that net and more kids will have an opportunity. To... And so what, what are, I guess, what are some of the steps of that process? What, what are you working on uh, these days to kind of get the, the ball rolling with that? Uh, well, well, for anything for me, it's just, it's all, it's all about connections. And so that's just connecting with, uh, with more and more people in, in the college coaching world and more and more people, uh, within the AAU and, uh, and player world. So it's, a it, it works both ways. So it's a lot of right now, it's a lot of educating families and, uh, and, and connecting with coaches. And, and that's, that's a, that's a fun part of the business. Yeah, and that's actually something that we talked about on the podcast last week was what uh, athletes and their families can be doing at this point, because, you know, just based on so much uncertainty around coronavirus and the way that it's affected our game right now. What would be a, a piece of advice that you would give to athletes and their families during this time? Uh, I would say to you, uh, first, I, I would tell them, hey, don't be afraid to to, to take risks. And so with that, with that being said is don't be afraid to use scouting services and other resources i i tell people this all the time that some of the top players are using these resources so why would not you use these resources out there and uh that just gives you the leg up i will give you an even example i never like to go too deep into individual cases john Kristofovich, he's a four-star player in the country i know that he uses a service to help get his name out there. And he's a four-star player in the country and one of the top players here. So I understand that everybody else, if that's a need for you, use it. Use your resources, get get your name out there as much as you can and try to and try to create avenues where uh, all you have to do is play, is, is to play well, and, and then everything else will take care of itself. Uh, Coach Brooks, is, is this a service for uh, both the boys and girls side or primarily just focused on the guys basketball right now? Uh, right now, we're extremely dived into the to the boys basketball scene here. With me being a coach and, and, and scout, I, 
I think it'd be great to really get a strong start on the boys' side of things and, and be able to really help push that forward uh, before before diving into the girls' side of things. All right, well, Coach, we appreciate you being here today, and we appreciate all the hard work that you're doing to uh, keep our Washington athletes going and uh, get them some exposure they deserve. So thanks a lot for being here, and uh, good luck with everything you're working on. Thank you for having me. All right, have a good one. All right, and of course, Nars Martinez, thank you again for being a part of the show. Yes, sir, appreciate it. We'll talk soon. Yep, have a good one. Ultimately, parents and their kids should do what is best for them and what they think puts them in the best position for success. Whether that means going to a small school or going to a national powerhouse, do what's the best fit for you. Because no matter where you go, you'll have to prove yourself, and no matter where you go, if you're good enough, they will find you. And that wraps it up for this week's episode of the Washington Hoop Scene Podcast. We'll see you next time, Hoopheads.